Okay, good morning everybody. So, one of the things that, that I think about, it's hard to understand. We say that on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem judges us. Then on Yom Kippur, Hashem seals the verdict. But, we have until Hoshanah Rabbah for the verdict to get delivered. So the question is, what happens between a sealed verdict and a delivered verdict? Do I have a chance to change the verdict? It seems that I have a chance, if I could focus on what's important, I have a chance to change the verdict. So my son, Joni, told me a story about a guy. He was going from uh, one country to another country. He was coming into the new country with, uh, he has a new Mercedes. And the customs guy, tell him, what do you have to declare? He says, I have dirt in my trunk. They open the trunk and they see the car, the trunk is filled completely with dirt. We say, what's this for? He says, I'm building a house and dirt is cheaper in the other country than it is here. So I get the dirt from there and I bring it in. They tell him, what are you kidding? Dirt is dirt. He says, no, that's the truth. They dig through the trunk, clear out the whole trunk, figure they're going to find contraband in the trunk. They find nothing. The next day, he comes again, shiny new Mercedes. What do you have to declare? I have the same dirt in my trunk. They open the trunk. They say, ah, you thought yesterday you're going to come with nothing. Today, we're going to look hard. We're going to make sure we find it. They find nothing. Third day, same thing. He comes, nice, shiny Mercedes, open the trunk, completely filled with dirt. They say, oh, you sketched us day one, day two. Now we know day three, we're going to find it. They dig through the trunk, nothing is there. This goes on day four, day five, day six, day seven, 30 days straight. After 10 days, they don't even bother looking at the dirt. Finally, day 30, he comes and he says, my house is almost done. I'm not coming. This is my last trip. So the guards say, listen, we know there's no way you are importing dirt. Tell us what's really going on here. The guy says, I don't want to tell you. He goes, no, tell us what's going on. We'll sign a paper that we won't turn you in. But we know something's going on and we feel so stupid that we didn't figure out what's going on. So the guy says, okay, if you sign the paper, I'm going to tell you. He says, every day you look through my trunk to go through the dirt. But because you were so focused on the dirt, you didn't realize that for 30 days I brought in a brand new Mercedes every day and didn't pay any taxes on the cause. He says, sometimes in life we focus so much on the dirt that we don't realize to focus on what's important. What's important when we come to this holiday? The Gemara tells us about Rav Yehuda Hanasi. Rav Yehuda Hanasi was the one who put together the Mishnah. At the time he lived, he was the wealthiest person. Him and Antoninus Caesar, uh, maybe Marcus Aurelius, they were the two wealthiest people in the world. How do we know how wealthy they were? They were the only ones who had fresh salad on their table every single night. That was the symbol of wealth then. So how much do we take for granted in our own lives, right? It says, what happened... Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, even though he did all of these major miracles, says the rabbis that Yehuda Hanasi would come back after he passed away and make Kiddush in his house on Friday night. You would imagine anyone that didn't feel good, they went to him for a beracha, that, he sh- that they should feel better. What happened? 
he suffered from terrible stomach ailments, pains for 13 years of his life. Why? The Gemara says that one day he was sitting there and a calf was being taken out to be slaughtered. The calf ran back in, ran to him, went under his legs as if he should protect him. Rabbi Yuna the sea says to the calf, but this is why you were created. You should go and just go and do what you're supposed to do. They took the calf, they slaughtered the calf. The next day he got sick. He was sick for 13 years. When did it stop? It stopped when the housekeeper was cleaning out the barn and there were little mice in the barn and she was pushing them and he said, Hazit, the mice, let them just go. The next day, he was cured. The rabbis say, why? Because he had rachamim on, on the Hashem's creations. But the question is hard to understand. When he took the calf and he said to the calf, this is why you're created, did he do something wrong? He probably said it in a nice way, you know, poor calf, I'm sorry. He didn't yell at the calf. So why would he be punished so much? Rav Moshe Feinstein, there's a story Rav Yehuda Prayer brings about Rav Moshe Feinstein. Who is Rav Moshe Feinstein? He was the Posek of America. He was the Posek Ador in America, the first half of the 20th century. Any questions came to him, even when we had questions that someone in Israel decided and Rav Moshe Feinstein decided, well, many times we would go by Rav Moshe Feinstein because we're living in America and he understood the differences of what we have. So Rav Moshe Feinstein, a man, he writes, a man named Rav Yaakov comes to him. He had been in the hospital for a month. The hospital released him and said, there's nothing we could do. Well, you should go home. You should just enjoy the last few weeks of your life. They tell him, there's nothing we could do for you anymore. It's over. Life is over. Just enjoy the last few weeks. So he comes to Rav Moshe Feinstein. The rabbi tells him, bring the x-rays, bring the tests, bring everything. He comes to him. The rabbi looks at everything, he opens, walks to the wall, takes the Gemara Chulin, opens the Gemara, and looks at a few lines, closes the Gemara, puts it in, and tells him, I want you to go to such and such a Rebbe in Brooklyn. Okay, I'll go to the Rebbe in Brooklyn, what's it going to do? He goes to the Rebbe in Brooklyn, the Rebbe looks at the x-rays, he looks at the, uh, he looks at the test results, and he opens the Gemara Chulin, and he looks again in the same lines, closes the Gemara, puts it back, tells the man, you should go to Yerushalayim. But Rabbi, I have a few weeks to live, what do you mean? He goes, go to Yerushalayim. He doesn't explain, he goes back to Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav Moshe Feinstein says, I need you to understand, in the Gemara Chulin there, there's a decision, there's a minority against the majority. And generally we go with the majority. But even later on, we see that that Rav Abraham ben Ovadiah, the Bartonura, he says, go with the minority. What do you mean go with the minority? We go with the minority opinion. He says, and Rav Abraham ben, ben Ovadiah, the Bartonura rabbi, who is he? He's the rabbi of Yerushalayim. It's his jurisdiction, Yerushalayim. So even though all the doctors are the majority and they say, you have no chance, go under the jurisdiction of Rav Abraham ben Ovadiah. And then see what happens. Rav Moshe Feinstein writes, the man went to Yerushalayim and he lived the next 20 years. He saw all his children get married and he saw grandchildren from all of his children. What does that mean? And how does that relate to Rav Yehuda Hanasi? The calf that came to Rav Yehuda Hanasi, yeah, okay, it should have been slaughtered. But he came under the jurisdiction, under the house, under the ownership of, what, of who? Of Rav Yehuda Hanasi. 
And Rav Yehuda Hanasi, since he was the Baal Habayit, since he was the owner of the house, he could have had mercy and he should have had mercy on that calf. What does that mean to us? We go through Rosh Hashanah. We go through Yom Kippur. We come then and say, we have another week and Hashem could change whatever the verdict was on Yom Kippur and deliver a different verdict on Hoshanah Rabbah. How? Because we come to the Sukkah. The Sikhach of the Sukkah represents what? The Shekhinah. When we come to the Sukkah, we're under the auspices, we're under the jurisdiction of the Shekhinah in a complete way. If we give ourselves over and say, I'm going to spend my time in the Sukkah, I'm going to enjoy the Sukkah, I'm going to enjoy being with Hashem in the Sukkah, then Hashem has no choice because it's His jurisdiction completely to treat us with rachamim, with mercy. This is what we learned from Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. He should have treated the camp with mercy. Hashem then will treat us with mercy. And therefore, if we understand what's important, and it's not important if the food was cold or if the food was late or if the, this happened or that happened, we have to focus on what the holiday of Sukkot is about. The holiday of Sukkot is about me being able to go into the Sukkah with Hashem in a way and Hashem binding with me and showing me mercy. If we do that, then when we come to Hoshanah Rabbah, whatever was written on Yom Kippur, Hashem has to change and give us a verdict of mercy. Spend the time in the Sukkah, enjoy the Sukkah, enjoy being with Hashem in the Sukkah, and we're guaranteed that Hashem will bless us Amen. with a year of health and happiness, peace and prosperity. Rabbi Chananya, Ben Akashia, Amir, Atzak, Adush Baruch Hu.